作为二零二四世界大选年最瞩目的第一场大选，台湾缔造了民主阵营的第一场胜利。As one of the first and most highly anticipated elections of 2024, Taiwan has achieved a victory for the community of democracies. Hello and welcome to this special Perspectives with Nilo update on Taiwan's 2024 election outcome. In this short update, we want to share the election results, the acceptance speech of the winning candidate, as well as international reaction. But first, a brief background overview. On Saturday, January 13th, Taiwan went to the polls to vote in their eighth direct presidential election, an election that received unprecedented international attention. And has been called the most consequential election in the country's history. While the presidential election grabs the spotlight, citizens also vote in the legislature election at the same time. So why is this election so consequential? Well, Taiwan is a potential U.S.-China flashpoint. Chinese leader Xi Jinping, in the past number of years, and particularly since entering his unprecedented third term as leader, has been increasingly stating that Taiwan belongs to China, and that China has the right to take Taiwan by force if necessary. It should be noted that in its entire history, and since coming to power in 1949, the CCP have never controlled or occupied Taiwan. In the past few years, China has been ratcheting up pressure on Taiwan. By military incursions and diplomatic and economic coercion, last year alone, the CCP sent over 1,700 military aircraft into Taiwan's air defense identification zone. They continually send their navy across the median line of the Taiwan Strait and have allegedly cut the communication cables to Taiwan's outlying islands. In recent weeks, the CCP have started sending what Taiwan's Ministry of Defense calls spy balloons around and over Taiwan. Over 20 of these balloons have been dispatched since December 7th. Taiwan's Ministry of Defense have called these objects a threat to air safety. In addition, the CCP are engulfing Taiwan in a disinformation deluge and with cyber attacks. China has framed the elections as a choice between peace and war, calling the ruling Democratic Progressive Party dangerous separatists and urging Taiwanese people to make what Beijing calls the right choice. It says allegations of election interference are DPP dirty tricks. So who are the main parties and candidates in this election? There are three main parties and their presidential candidates. We've interviewed party representatives and local analysts in our past episodes, so feel free to check those out at pwnilo.com if you'd like to dive deeper. The incumbent Democratic Progressive Party presidential candidate is Lai Ching-te, or William Lai. He is currently the country's vice president and chairman of the DPP. He has deep experience in government, having previously served in the legislature and been mayor of the southern city of Tainan. His running mate is Xiaobi Kim, who until recently was the country's representative in Washington D.C. and did much to raise Taiwan's visibility during her term there. On the China question, Lai Ching-te and the DPP said there is no need for Taiwan to declare independence, as Taiwan is a free, open, and sovereign independent country called the Republic of China. The largest opposition and oldest party in the running are the KMT or Kuomintang. Traditionally, they have favored closer ties with China, but strongly deny being pro-Beijing. Their presidential candidate is Hou Youyi. Who is mayor of New Taipei City, and former chief of police, Ho has said 
He will restart talks with Beijing, starting with lower-level events like cultural exchanges, but rejects China's one-country-two-systems model of autonomy. He supports the position that both Taiwan and China belong to the one single China, but each side can interpret what that means, and he strongly opposes Taiwan independence. Ho's running mate is Josh Kong, a media mongol and veteran TV talk show host. The third and smaller opposition party are the Taiwan People's Party, who were founded in 2019. Their leader and presidential candidate is Ko Wenzhi, a former Taipei city mayor. Ko is a surgeon by training and has focused on social issues like wage stagnation and the high cost of housing, which has won him a loyal base among young supporters. As regards his position on China, he is neither pro-independence or pro-unification and says that Taiwan's democracy and way of life has to be respected. In the run-up to the registration deadline for the election, he has been talking to the KMT about a joint presidential ticket to take on the DPP. But those talks collapsed in late November in bitter disagreement. And so then to the election outcome. The turnout at this year's election was high at almost 72%, but not quite as high as the 2020 election when over 74% of the 19.5 million electorate came out to vote. Nevertheless, eligible Taiwan voters over 20 years of age still came out in their droves to vote between 8am and 4pm on Saturday, January 13th. After the polls closed at 4pm, counting promptly started and all polling stations were open to the public to observe the count in a fully transparent fashion. Voting in Taiwan is by in-person paper ballot, so it's relatively secure. From an early stage, the results showed the DPP candidate Lai Ching-te in the lead, and as the vote count moved into the millions, it became apparent that the result was matching the pre-election polling. By around 8pm, with a large percentage of the votes counted, the losing parties of the KMT and the TPP made their concession speeches. Both the KMT and TPP candidates phoned Lai ching to congratulate him and by 8.30pm Lai made his first speech to the press. And here's his speech in full with English translation. Let us use our warmest applause to welcome the next president of Taiwan to deliver his remarks. Good evening, friends from the domestic and international press. Thank you for being so patient. The Republic of China's 16th presidential and vice-presidential elections, as well as 11th legislative elections, have concluded today. I want to thank the Taiwanese people for writing a new chapter in our democracy. We have shown the world how much we cherish our democracy. This is our unwavering commitment. I 
I want to thank the other two candidates for demonstrating the spirit of democracy. I just received their phone calls and accepted their congratulations. I also want to congratulate the parties they represent for increasing their number of seats in the legislature. I look forward to working together in unity for the future of our country. 台湾缔造了民主阵营的第一场胜利。As one of the first and most highly anticipated elections of 2024, Taiwan has achieved a victory for the community of democracies. 这场胜利有三个重大的意义。We see today's results as having three main points of significance. 第一个意义,台湾告诉全世界, 在民主和威權之間,我們選擇站在民主這一邊,中華民國台灣會繼續和國際民主盟友並肩同行。First, we are telling the international community that between democracy and authoritarianism, we will stand on the side of democracy. The Republic of China Taiwan will continue to walk side by side with democracies from around the world. Second, through our actions, the Taiwanese people have successfully resisted efforts from external forces to influence this election. We trust that only the people of Taiwan have the right to choose their own president. Third, in between three groups of candidates, we received the most support, meaning that the country will continue to walk on the right path forward. We will not turn around or look backwards. We want to thank President Tsai and the entire governing team for their unfaltering efforts over the past eight years. They have established a solid foundation for Taiwan's reform and development. On this foundation, Xiaobi Kim and myself, we will work even harder to move the country steadily forward and enhance the well-being of the people. 然而在国会选举,民进党没有维持过半的席次,这代表我们努力不够,的确有要虚心检讨的地方。On the legislative elections, the DPP did not hold on to a majority. This means that we did not work hard enough, and there are areas where we must humbly review and look back on. 选举结果, 告诉我们，人民期待有能力的政府和有效力的制衡。
这新的名义，我们充分理解，完全尊重。The elections have told us that the people expect an effective government as well as strong checks and balances. We fully understand and respect these opinions from the public. 面对新的国会结构，台湾必须走向沟通、协商、参与、合作的政治。我要在此表达：第一，我会深入研议两位对手的政见和主张，只要是胡国利民、符合国家发展需要的，我都会纳入施政方针。As for the new structure of the legislature, Taiwan must build a political environment of communication, consultation, participation, and cooperation. As a result. I hereby declare: First, I will carefully study the policies and positions of my two electoral opponents, as long as they bring benefit to the people and further our national development. They will be incorporated into my policy framework. 第二，未来的人事布局，我会秉持民主大联盟的精神，不分党派，用人为才，也欢迎。各界推荐专业人才，一起为国家发展来努力。Second, in terms of personnel appointments, I will act in accordance with the spirit of a democratic alliance by bringing in talent from different political parties. We will welcome recommendations from a variety of professional fields to work together for our national development. 第三，未来的施政。各党派有共识的议题，我们优先处理；还没有共识，也没有急迫性的，让我们各自争议，持续沟通。Third, in terms of future governance, we will prioritize issues that have consensus between political parties. On issues that have not yet reached consensus and are not urgent, we will work to set aside differences. While maintaining clear lines of communication. 第四，期待解决的重大议题，例如劳保、健保的财务永续。我会建立政策沟通平台，来扩大讨论基础，广纳民意参与，跨越政党鸿沟，寻求社会的最大公约数。Fourth. For major issues that must be resolved with urgency, such as the financial sustainability of the labor and health insurance or our energy transition, we will use national conferences or other forms of policy platforms to expand the basis for discussion, invite public participation, bridge political divides, and build consensus in society. 维持台海的和平稳定。是我担任总统的重要使命。我将依照中华民国的宪政体制，不卑不亢，维持现状，在对等尊严的前提下，用交流取代围堵，对话取代对抗，自信地和中国展开交流合作，增进两岸人民的福祉，达到和平共荣的目标。然而，面对中国的文攻武吓，我也有守护台湾的决心。As president, 
I have an important responsibility to maintain peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. I will act in accordance with our democratic and free constitutional order in a manner that is balanced and maintains the cross-strait status quo. Under the principles of dignity and parity, we will use exchanges to replace obstructionism, dialogue to replace confrontation, and confidently pursue exchanges and cooperation with China. This furthers the well-being of people on both sides of the Taiwan Strait and achieves our objective of peace and common prosperity. At the same time, we are also determined to safeguard Taiwan from continuing threats and intimidation from China. Finally, I want to again thank the people of Taiwan. We are honored that you choose Lai Qingde and Xiao Bi Kim, and we will strive to uphold this responsibility. The elections have concluded today. All the conflicts and passions that were expressed during the campaign should also come to an end. The 23 million people of Taiwan are all one big family. Let us continue to work together with unity in order to move this country forward. Thank you. That's Taiwan's president-elect Lai Ching-te's acceptance speech given to local and international media in Taipei on the evening of Saturday, January 13th. And so the final outcome of the 2024 Taiwan presidential race is as follows. Lai Ching-te of the DPP scored over 40%, with 5.6 million votes. Ho Yui of the KMT came in second place, with 33.5%, or 4.7 million votes. Third place went to TPP leader Ko Wenzhe, with 26.5%, or 3.7 million votes. This is a historical outcome for Lai Ching-te and the DPP, as it is the first time ever in Taiwan's nearly 30-year-old democracy that the same party has won three consecutive terms. It's also the first time for a standing vice president to become president. In addition, it's significant that Lai Ching-te and the DPP have achieved this success while constantly standing up to China. Indeed, Lai has consistently characterized his campaign as a choice between democracy and autocracy, consistently emphasizing that Taiwan's democratic process has been hard won and should be cherished. I think it's also heartwarming to see the grace and civility with which the losing parties accepted defeat and vowed to work together with the victors for the future betterment of Taiwan. The reaction to the results from the international community has been very positive. Japan was the first to congratulate President-elect William Lai on Saturday night. In a statement, the Japanese Minister of Foreign Affairs extended his congratulations to Lai Ching-te.
As the polls closed in Taiwan, the Interparliamentary Alliance on China, or IPAC, of which Ireland is a member, tweeted that, and I quote, the Interparliamentary Alliance on China congratulates the people of Taiwan upon concluding a peaceful election. Despite unprecedented interference from the People's Republic of China, a free and fair process was observed and electoral rights upheld. Against a backdrop of rising authoritarianism in the region, Taiwan is a beacon of vigorous democratic debate, exposing as false the trope that only the PRC's whole process people's democracy is suited to the region. IPAC is united in congratulating the winners, whoever they may be. In a statement on behalf of the EU, the European External Action Service said that, and I quote, the European Union welcomes the elections held in Taiwan on January 13th and congratulates all the voters who participated in this democratic exercise. Our respective systems of governments are founded on a shared commitment to democracy, rule of law and human rights. The European Union underlines that peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait are key to regional and global security and prosperity. The EU remains concerned about growing tensions in the Taiwan Strait and opposes any unilateral attempt to change the status quo. End quote. US Secretary of State Anthony Blinken tweeted, We congratulate Dr. Lai Ching-te on his victory in Taiwan's presidential election. We also congratulate the Taiwan people for participating in free and fair elections and demonstrating the strength of their democratic system. End quote. Canada and the UK also offered their congratulations. Meanwhile in China, the Chinese Communist Party was reining in online discussion about the election. According to the Taipei Times, a hashtag about the vote was trending on Chinese social media platform Weibo Saturday morning as polls opened. However, by midday, searches for Taiwan election yielded a notice reading, according to relevant laws, regulations and policies, the content of this topic is not displayed. Some content about the election was still available on the site early in the afternoon, although many posts appear to come from verified state-affiliated accounts. After the result on Saturday, Chinese state media outlet Xinhua reported that Chen Binhua, the spokesperson for China's Taiwan Affairs Office, said the results reveal that the Democratic Progressive Party cannot represent the mainstream public opinion on the island. Noting that Taiwan is China's Taiwan, Chen said that the elections will not change the basic landscape and development trend of cross-strait relations, will not alter the shared aspiration of compatriots across the Taiwan Strait to forge closer ties, and will not impede the inevitable trend of China's reunification. On Sunday, Taiwan's foreign ministry condemned the comments as fallacious, absurd and not worthy of rebuttal. Finally, as President-elect Lai Ching-te mentioned in his acceptance speech, the DPP did not maintain its majority in the legislature in this election. No party has won the 57 seats needed to command a majority in the 113-seat legislative Yan. The KMT obtained 52 seats, the DPP obtained 51, the TPP obtained 8 seats and there were two independent seats. So the legislature now has three minority blocs, with no one in control. The question on many minds at present is whether the opposition parties of the KMT and TPP can heal their differences. If they were to form an alliance, they would have the votes to strip the DPP of its speakership and upset President-elect Lai Ching-te's plans for the future. So the DPP will have to find common ground with the opposition parties to make progress. The new legislature will have its first sitting on February 1st. 
Many analysts speculate how Beijing are likely to react to Lai's victory, particularly between now and his inauguration in May. And we will be closely watching developments and reporting for you here on Perspectives with Nilo. But for now, on a weekend when over 14 million people came out to vote in Taiwan, what better time to celebrate democracy in action than at this moment? As always, thank you for listening. Slánix Banach.